0: And we talk a lot about humanity, like how do you be a human that's uh, that has AI as your assistant? It's not about replacing humans.
1: friends, welcome back to the Christian Podcasters. This is, as always, I'm your host, Eric Nevins, the official podcast of Christian Podcasters Association. I'm so glad that you are here, that you're listening and enjoying this episode. We, as always, try to give you something new, something to think about with your podcast to take you up just that little bit, right? I keep hearing this phrase, uh, more recently, one percent better every day, right? Like I, I, don't know. I'm sure somebody's put that on a T-shirt and a coffee mug somewhere. I don't have one yet. I need to get one, but that's it, right? Just a little bit better. And I hope that this episode is going to help you maybe go, I'll get a lot better, right? So that's going to be great. I'm excited to have this conversation because we have with us the CEO and founder of Cap Show, Deirdre Shen. Deirdre, welcome to the Christian Podcaster. I'm so glad that you're here.
0: I'm so glad to be here. I've been waiting for this, Eric. You've been holding me off a bay and I'm like, please, when am I going to get on this
1: podcast? <laughs> well, you know, I like to play on hard to get. the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it is. Well, I appreciate that. I'm glad that you are here and we can just have this conversation because you're doing some really cool things in the world of podcasting. And I want to know all about that. I know we're going to have lots of questions Uh, as we get going but first I want to know a little bit about you and kind of how you got to what you're doing today so tell me like where where are you from and were you always interested in in tech kind of things when did you know that that was going to be your future
0: oh my gosh I don't think I ever really knew I never I never know what I want to be when I grow up let's to to be honest Um, (laughs) you know for me I um so grew up in Australia physically, um, in Sydney and, you know, Asian first, my parents were first migrants. Uh, so with that comes a lot of the stereotypical, you know, pressures that we hear about and expectations. So, um, I had to actually, you know, be like get really top grades and i go to the best school in the state um and go to a good university and my parents wanted me to um, become a doctor which did not happen um, because i just hate science um and so i did a law degree instead um and then i my first uh my corporate career my previous life was really in banking so i was um, working in the biggest investment bank in australia called macquarie bank um And that was my first time that I actually got introduced to AI and technology because and the reason for that is because uh, I had joined this newly formed team called the Innovation Team and my whole remit in that team was to explore emerging technologies and how we could apply those technologies in banking. And so I was looking at things like blockchain and of course AI. Now this was like Mm. almost... 10 years ago or something like and so you can imagine like ai's been around for a while and at that time it was not what we know it as now you know chat gbt and you know really and very accessible as well it was very very it was quite nascent an um and it was very much about a specific use case um that you had to find and so i um that was my first foray into just learning about the use the the applications of AI from a business perspective, uh, but didn't really do much with that at that time. So, and even then, even though it captured my imagination and I was like, oh my gosh, I can just, you just tell that this thing is going to make such an impact on all of us. At the time, um, I actually didn't think that that was the thing that I was going to do or pursue or or go into because uh, in the meantime, I actually opened up another business with my husband and it was actually in hospitality so we started dessert bars um in sydney oh. uh it's called the chalk pot yeah we grew that to five locations and we also opened burger restaurant alongside that so to like lo- so hospitality totally different yeah. uh, and then um yeah and then end of 2018 we actually found out that one of our store managers had been stealing from us like hundreds of thousands of dollars it was insane oh, no. <laughs>
1: Yeah, That's not good. I'm sure that threw you for a no. loop. What, what was the effect uh, of that?
0: Uh, well, that was actually the catalyst for us to really step back and think about what it is that we really want, actually want to be doing. I think for me, I never thought that I was going to be in hospitality. Um, I didn't love it. Um and even my husband, who is the chef, he's like the brains and the the creative director behind all of the things that we were creating. He was also starting to um, get a bit disillusioned by the whole industry and just how hard it is really to grow and maintain a hospitality business. So we um, used that to kind of it gave us a little bit of a kick in the um, the, the backside and. Um, we use that to really rethink everything and at the time I was um, exploring a fashion technology idea with another co-founder um, Bonner who is also a co-founder and cap show and we decided that there was no better place t- to explore the intersection of fashion and technology than New York City so that's what we did in 2019 we moved to New York City uh, to explore this fashion technology idea and we um, we failed it four months in we decided that it was just not a big enough problem and so uh how did you know that that? was
1: how did you know it wasn't a big enough problem uh, because that's an interesting question
0: yeah so we really hit the ground running going to all different like so we had a hypothesis that we had two different types of um customers and users one would be um, like college students uh, and the other would be young professionals on Wall Street. So we actually went to like Columbia University campus. We went to NYU we on Wall Street. We were just talking to a lot of women, um, talking to them, but also showing them prototypes of what it was that we were thinking. And, you know, a lot of the feedback was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. But you can always tell sometimes. And when it comes to like we have this um, and we actually learned this when we were in the innovation team at the bank, This this concept of currency um, and I think too much – a lot of times when as entrepreneurs, sometimes when we're trying to test or, you know, survey um, our customers, we think that just getting good feedback is getting feedback that's positive is good enough. Um, But it's actually not. There's this thing called currency and currency can, um, the highest form of currency is obviously money. Like if people are willing to give you money, then that's the highest form of currency. But scaling back, is also, yeah, exactly, Actual, yeah. But then scaling back, it's like if they're willing to give up time, um, if they're willing to give up email, address, like there's other forms of currency that you can use. Yeah. And when we started to, um, to, we were at that stage, we were like, okay, what's the actual currency that people are willing to give us? We just weren't getting it um and so even though in talking to them they were like yeah this is a problem it just wasn't a big enough problem that they would be willing to change their habits for quickly and that's when we knew we just we don't have the the runway to be able to maintain uh, you know the not being able to go at speed not being able to change their habits at speed so that was when we decided to stop exploring that idea
1: gotcha that's really interesting and i think it's an important Piece. certainly obviously it matters for a business, but I think us as podcasters can learn something from that as well, right? Like, hey, are we getting yes. the traction that we need? Because then the question that you were asking, are we meeting a need? And is there enough enough of a demand here? Absolutely. That's a that's a great question for us to, to yeah. think about. I love that. Okay, cool. So how did you end up starting CAPTCHA then? And by the way, yeah. can I just say something? I found well, I mean, I can't, it's my show. The I I saw, I saw recently that you guys have started using this, uh, not maybe you've been using it for a long time, but, uh, like Capshovian or is that how you say it?
0: Yes. Capshovian. Is yes. that because
1: you guys are Huvians? Like, is that where you, are you borrowing that?
0: <laughs> we well, yeah, kind of borrow. So what happened was, um, at podfest this year um we had a couple of our Capchovians come we it wasn't termed Capchovians at that stage so james mcguigan and ray sean higer were at podfest and they were just hanging out with us the whole time at our booth and um they started talking about oh wouldn't it be cool to have like a name for and they were kind of going back and forth and james is is um, i don't think he'll mind me saying that he's a little bit of a nerd <laughs> he was like you know what would be cool, like Capchovian, like you know like kind of like doctor who like the who yeah, who, yeah who right, right and i was like oh okay that's that's cool but they were kind of debating because i think um someone else was like what about captionistas and anyway <laughs> there was like this whole poll that was going so we put it to the community we were like what would you want to be called here um and capshovians won so oh, look at that cool. i'm seeing um a couple of uh P- Facebook, I, all I see is Facebook users. so I don't know who it is. Um, but I love that you are proud to
1: yeah. you guys,
0: this is amazing.
1: We have, a, we have a couple of them here. I love that. Okay. Well, anyway, I saw that. And as a, I, what you don't know, is I've got a sonic screwdriver over here somewhere. Uh, that's, you know, so I'm a, I'm a and So I, I instantly recognized it as, as you know, a play and I was like, Oh, I love that. Okay. Anyway. So back to the real question. I just I saw <laughs> that. i wanted to make sure I found out the scoop on that. How'd you start capture? i like, what was, how'd you decide yeah. that this was that? The, Cause podcasting, I know that one thing you, you're trying to help people do is get discovered, which is one of the big problems in podcasting. How'd you f- find that? And tell us that whole story
0: yeah okay so um basically when we failed our fashion technology idea we actually fell into agency work so we're working with e-commerce businesses um helping them with their digital marketing and then COVID hit and you know just like a lot of other people we had to transition fully online Um, and for us what that looked like was starting a coaching business helping e-commerce businesses um with their digital marketing and so it, it was that at that point that a mentor of mine told me that I sh- had to start a podcast uh, because there's no better way to find your voice and also amplify your message than a podcast. So that's what I did. I was like, okay, oh, yeah, I'm going to figure this podcasting thing yeah. out even though I had no idea <laughs> what I was doing. Love it. Um, yeah, I just got this really cheap microphone off Amazon. Um, I didn't know how to edit anything, but I was like, you know what, it's, it's fine. You know, we're not trying to go for perfection, even though it, Every cell in my body was screaming to be like, this needs to be perfect. But I was like, no, 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 we're going to ignore that. And we're just going to launch this thing imperfectly. And so it did. And um, it was great. It was great to learn how to do the podcasting things. that I didn't know how to do at all, like learning a new skill. But very quickly, it came to a point where I was like, right, so my business isn't growing. My podcast isn't growing. And now I would not only have a business that I have to sort of, Discovered, but I also have to get my podcast (laughs) discovered. I was like, "What in the world am I doing?" I I I was just all over the place, Um, and so I had to really get honed in on, um, I guess, really streamlining the the process from how my podcast would connect to my business, um, and by creating a bridge, which was at the time a challenge um, that I was doing, and and then I was like okay so the one thing that I'm going to actually be promoting or trying to grow then is my podcast because if I can get people to my podcast and if I can actually get them to connect with me and come to know like and trust me yep. through my podcast then they then they will find my they'll come to my challenge and then that's when I will invite them to my program and so that was what I did and it took a lot of trial and error doing it it took a lot of burning me and my team out because i'm gonna be honest like doing all of that and creating the amount of content that we're creating from the podcast really sucked am i allowed to say that on this podcast you can can
1: yeah you can say whatever okay
0: yeah it really it just yeah it was terrible um and so that was kind of what led me to start to think about how can we do this in a smarter way um and i remembered i Remember back to my corporate career days of this thing called AI, um, and the, it just started to click into place around how we could help make this process not only efficient, but hopefully um, to the levels of quality that would, you know, w- would actually almost be um, maybe not quite as on par as maybe it went, a, a human doing it, but the trade off would be there so that with that efficiency and a bit of human touch.
1: So what I heard you say in all of that was that you have, um, that you had the problem, right? And then you were like, hey, how, yes. can we, how can we fix this? And how can we do it? And then you started to figure out other people probably have this problem as well. Yes. Is that right? Okay, cool. A hundred percent, yeah. All right, cool. All right, so one thing that I noticed, um, I've been using uh, CapShow a little bit, and I've been looking at your website, obviously. Uh, I love how you call it an AI copywriter right? Like it's your, your copywriting. I, one thing that I'm not sure a lot of people, especially when you're early in um, marketing and kind of getting into that, you don't understand the value of copywriting, right? What copywriting mm-hmm. is and how to do that well. And it takes a little time to become an expert in that, right? It takes a little bit of, a little bit of effort. So why should podcasters think of promotion and promoting their show as copywriting and, and what's the importance of that?
0: Mm, yeah, that's an interesting question. Oh, okay. So copywriting is at its core the words that we use. Um, so to be fair, even when we're podcasting, the, like, this could, is, could be counted as a form of copy uh, because, you know, and when you look at it being translated into transcript, et cetera, that's all words on a page. Um, and what that essentially boils down to is this is how you are going to start to become visible to your audience. Like we get so caught up when we think about branding our businesses, about the colors and the logo and the tagline, like that tagline and like that's all copy. Um, And what we forget sometimes is that we just put things out onto the internet with no real intention. Um, And we forget that that's all copy that needs to link back and that needs to message up to what it is that we're trying to be known for, um, especially in the expert space. So, I. You know, the, the co- like copywriting is so vitally important because we need to be able to nail so many things. We need to be able to nail the value that we provide. We need to be able to nail the audience that we're trying to reach. We're, when We need to be able to nail the yep. fact that we can solve, help solve a problem that they have. Like there's so many things that come into copy that, at the core of it, like from a marketing perspective, that's almost the, one of the number one skills that you need to be able to have in order to have effective marketing and messaging.
1: Right. Yeah, it is. I think it's really important. And it it is all those things where you're thinking about who your audience is and the language that they use, right, and mm-hmm. learning how to do that. And so I know I've learned even from my experience using Capshow that it's it helps you do that and it often will use things that I – Uh, hadn't thought of, but we're in there, right. Or we're kind of thing. I was like, oh yeah, that's actually really a good summary of, of something. And I really appreciate it pulling that out, you know? Yeah. Um, Which is really good. Okay. So describe for us kind of the process for podcasters and what, what their experience is and how using CAPTCHA will help, you know, kind of get them faster in their, you know, their production and promotion.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay. So if we think about the podcasting process, there's kind of in my mind, um, you know, kind of four-ish steps uh, that that we go through. So the first is kind of like idea generation. It's like, oh, okay, this is a great topic or this is a great guest that we can get onto the podcast. Um, the second is act, the actual recording of it um, and the the scripting and recording. The third is the publishing. And then the fourth is the promotion. And by the time you can probably tell just, you know, by the time we get to the last the fourth step, I don't know about you guys, but I am just so exhausted that I just... I don't even want to look at that episode again. I'm like, and then I have to promote this dang thing. Um, So like it's, it's, I I get it. It's a lot. And so what Capture helps is really in that fourth step, the, how do we promote this episode and amplify that message that you have to share with the world um, that your audience needs to, (laughs) needs to consume super efficiently and effectively. Um, and so Capture is built by humans um, and specifically marketers. Uh, so we inject a lot of the things that we learned along the way. A um, uh, Captureovians here, you would know that we have things like content honey traps in there uh, to create curiosity. Um, we're always, always optimizing um, the content that we create so that it is it it is there, designed to compel, to draw your audience in, um, and depending on what it is that you're using that asset for, it's to um, provide value. That at the end of the day is what we want to be doing, and so you know a lot of times, like what I'm starting to realize that capture does, apart from the marketing part of it, is actually starting to create your content legacy because a lot of times you know for example a podcast will go live and it's awesome mm-hmm. like we get a huge spike um you know that week uh, and then it kind of dies down and the great thing about what it is that we're realizing that capture does is that we can actually have that episode or that content or that message just last that much longer um and so yeah i'm really excited about helping people create that content legacy um through using capture
1: I, I think that's really important. I love, I talk about legacy a lot. I think, you know, we sometimes think of content as something that we create and we throw away, right? We put it out there mm-hmm. and uh, it, and then it's gone. Um, and, and, you know, I guess in some platforms, that's what happens, right? It just dis- it disappears. Yes. But I don't know if that's true for podcasting. And I often think about how Maybe, you know, as long as I'm paying the bill, my, my, my show will stay out there. Even to, um, on my, my personal show is halfway there and I'm going to do 10 years of it. So I got three years left and I hope, but I hope that it lasts even after that. And maybe if you take a long view of history, maybe some people will find value in it even, you know, in many years from now. So yeah. I, I think about legacy like that is right at my alley. I love that. Okay. What's a feature? Of capture that you think is underused or underappreciated
0: oh wow um uh, gosh where do i start okay i'll start with the template <laughs> yeah. right. um okay so with um when we launched 2.0 uh which was gosh a few a few handful of months ago um we basically the reason why we did that was because we wanted capture vins to interact with their content more Um, and this is important for a few reasons so one it's important because just fundamentally you you need to be um, completely across all of the content that you put you know we spoke about copywriting and how important that is and ai can only get you so far around the messaging and making sure that you're able to talk Um, to your audience in the way that you know that they want to be spoken to, right? Mm -hmm. So an AI only gets you so far. You need to interact with it from that perspective. But the other reason why it's really important for you to interact with it is because we don't know what's coming with the regulation of AI. What I would see or hazard a guess in is that um, it might not be enough that you know, cause, and a lot of times it's around chat GPT and things like that, that you you, you prompt or that you're using it in a certain way. It's really about how much, how much effort did you personally put into making sure that whatever the AI produced was is yours um, fundamentally at the mm. end of the day. So that's you actually getting in there and making the edits and, you know, making your tone of voice, all of that. So we could see this coming and we can see it still coming. So with 2.0, the the reason why we transitioned and we made it almost counterintuitively a little bit more, we, we created more friction in a way in the platform was we had this um, concept of creating templates, um, so that you can structure your content differently to like my, you know, my um, podcast description would probably be structured differently to yours, Eric, to differently to, you know, whoever else is on here. Um, and so we put those in. So I think a really underutilized, um, uh, feature that, we built into 2.0 is actually creating your own templates um structuring your assets different uh, your, your content in a certain way so yeah that's probably what i would say there to answer your question
1: yeah absolutely uh i think that's that those templates are really helpful right so i have two different shows and i've got two two different ones because they're they're gonna i'm gonna talk to those audiences differently right which is yes. which is great i love that okay um All right. So we talked about that. I'm curious, you mentioned about AI and I think this is really fascinating. One of the, one of the interesting pieces, right. Is this, this is very unregulated and there's going to be, it's it's not yet really litigated, right. But some of these things will be, will happen. And some of the definition, um, of what is yours and what, what you can claim and all that kind of stuff will, will come out. What I'm, I know some people are seeing watching AI and they're a little bit afraid of it, right? And they're like, Well, okay, I saw this movie. I don't know. I don't know if this is a good idea, right? Yeah. Is it is AI something to be afraid of? Is it something we should be should be thinking about? And like, how do you think about it? Answer that question. And then my follow up is how do we think about it ethically?
0: Yeah. Okay. So, um, I think about it in terms of like short-term and long-term I do, I'm going to be honest. I do have a little bit of a dystopian view of AI and and what it could potentially become. And, um, but I think that right now it's, it's, it's coming regardless of whether or not we want it to, to, it's, it's here and it's Mm -hmm. not going anywhere, which means that we have a decision to make. Here and now, uh, do we lean into it or do we shy away from it? And um, it's kind of one of those. It's like a tide, right? It's, it's a tsunami. It's not. It's not going to stop. So you either like get on get on the boat, or you know you um you kind of you know drown in a way. And that's how I, I view AI right now, mm. which is that for people if you don't want to fall behind the pack, um, you need to be leveraging AI you need to it's kind of like think about when you know the industrial revolution came about or like machinery you know if you're the farmer who is still trying to do everything by hand rather than you know getting the tractor or you know like actually investing in the new technology could you imagine like how quickly you would fall behind all of the other farmers who are actually being way more efficient way more more productive with the tools that they have on hand Um, that's what's happening now like if you don't use this tool the, the tools that you have on hand now with AI, then you will be left behind, unfortunately. Um, so that's kind of like now, right now, what I would say to that. Now, we can talk, uh, you know, about longer term views and stuff like that. That's kind of like crystal ball, like crystal ball gazing. Gla- sure. So, um, but that's, yeah, definitely if you're not using AI, I would, getting well,
1: on it. Well, I think that's true. And I, and I, I guess as a, as an AI company owner, I'm not surprised to, to really hear you say that, but I'm curious how, so then how do you think of it in terms of ethics for people? Cause I know, you know, we're, we're a Christian group. We want to honor other people mm-hmm. and, um, there's a, there's a certain ethic to that. How, how can we how should we think about that? And maybe not. And maybe if this is not your, your world or whatever, but I'm, I'm guessing, I'm hoping you've thought about that in some way. Yeah. So uh, like, how do you think about the the ethics of using it, how we can use AI well, yes. um, whether it's capture or not, like what, how do you think about that?
0: Yeah. So, um, okay. So ethically what we, what we always come back to is uh, still keeping your humanity um, and we talk a lot about humanity, like how do you be a human that's mm. uh, that has AI as your assistant rather than because it's not about replacing humans. That's not what we're here to do. That's not even what I think. A, like a lot of AI companies are here to do, to be honest. Um, but you know, in all of the places that you where it where you need to maintain your humanity, you like you need to. So, for example, when I spoke about that podcasting process, so step one, step two, step three, step four. And that step two where you're actually, for example, if anyone scripts their podcast episodes or, you know, and when they're recording, my view is that that has to be you, right? So I will never go to an AI and be like, script my podcast episode. I will never say, um, and give it to, you know, a, a voice cloning software to be like that now record my episode and I will never give it to a video cloning software to be like, now make it look like me. Like yeah. that's just fundamentally ethically for me, for me personally, not something that, because, you know, I, and and at the end of the day, the reason why is it's not even because of, to be honest, an ethics thing. I mean, yes, there's a big ethics component to it. But as a marketer, right. I think about it from like, well, if I am here to create, I'm creating content for a reason. And I'm creating content because I want to connect with my audience. There, I cannot expect it, my audience to connect with me if something else is scripting my episodes if something else is voicing them and if something else is looking like me like that's just not how connection is created um I make a lot of you know mistakes when I record I use a lot of arms and ahs and I I'm constantly chopping up my sentences because another thought comes into my head and I'm like I, you know I know that I do those things but at the same time that's what makes me human and that's right. what creates a connection with my audience and they either love it or, they hate it, <laughs> yeah, um, and so that 's at the core of it what I always come back to, which is how do you keep your humanity throughout all this whole mm. this flood that 's coming
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely, I think that 's a really interesting take, uh, so what I hear you saying is that we can use AI to enhance our the things that we 're already doing to maybe automate some things that we're, that we're doing. Somebody's in the comments, Paul's saying he takes AI as kind of the first draft of his content, yes. uh, gives him some reminders and keywords to include. I love that. Um, things like that, uh, as a way to do it. And it's, and it's similar, I think in some ways it's a technology revolution for sure. And going from a horse to a car is completely mm-hmm. different, right. And completely changes the way that we interact with the world. Um, but it's still and i w- i would argue it's still god's world and we're still we're still part of it and we still reflect his image in our humanity which is um whether you know that's that's interesting. Okay, so fascinating. Thank you for at least going there. I don't know if you get hammered on like ethics of uh, <laughs> people asking about that all the time, but it's i think it's something not only that i know our audience would be interested in, but i'm always kind of curious about the next kind of wave mm. and and how do we how do we think about this because it really does matter. We have to ask why and should we as we do these things? um, as well. So that's, uh, I'm glad to hear that kind of your thoughts on that. Okay. So let's say somebody decides to invest in cap show and they're like, Hey, I'm going to get this. I'm going to make my podcast faster. I'm going to, you know, show notes and the honey trap and all those things. What are the first couple of steps that you would tell them to do in order to get the most out of it?
0: Oh yes, so we actually have a free um, like audio mini audio mini course um, that can actually step you through how to use capture to get discovered, and that's to get discovered through a search in-app search, but also search on Google. Um, and we also have another audio mini course uh, that can show that can um, talk you through how to get yourself visible on the likes of social media with what capture provides uh, just going through those, I think would be such a quick way. Like they're, they're literally under 30 minutes um, each. So it's like a really quick way to get just, um, you know, start to get indoctrinated around what it is that we're trying to do and how powerful this stuff is from a marketing perspective. Um, so yeah, that would be my recommendation is almost get in on those mini audio, mini audio courses and Eric, I can give you the links for that as yeah. well to share with your community. Um, but then, and then just start doing it, using it because capture is actually, um, I would say it's pretty intuitive. I don't know, Eric, do you think it's pretty intuitive to just like, I think Upload so. your episode. And, yeah. It yeah. It's pretty, pretty easy going. to
1: learn, learn how to do. Um, but I, but I was curious if there's things that you're like, okay, this is the, yeah. this is the right thing. So that's cool. All right. Yeah. So one last thing I want to touch on before we wrap up here. I love also that you guys are building a community and so recently you've done some cool things. We talked about capshovian which is a cool term uh, as well, but we talked but you recently and I think you're doing you're making a a splash on this a, a little bit. You sent out to people like physical things in the mail, right? You sent out some stickers. Yes. I've got mine over here, you know, the, a coaster and things, which is super yeah. cool. Like to get to get physical mail and just to send out some things. And that that's creating this kind of feeling of like hey, we're, you know, we're all together and, and and like we're this is a community is it tell me about uh because i think there's a lot we can learn from you in that tell me about kind of why you're doing those things and then what we can learn from your approach to taking care of your customers in that way
0: yeah and shout out to all the cup on here thanks for saying that you're a cup and someone already has a sticker on their laptop they like super shout out. I, again i can't see your name um it just says facebook oh, yeah. user but uh it's uh, super cool to have so many Captivians on here. So so grateful for you. Um, so I uh, oh hey Al. yes yeah so 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 cool. Um, okay, so wh- what does this come back to? So basically, for us, when we really thought about what is it that as founders of Capture, what we what we want to, what's our vision like? What we want to be creating. There were, um, there's a couple of things that we are so passionate about. One is that we want our Kapshovians to succeed. That is at the end of the day, like the the number one thing. So we have monthly, like we're doing literally every month, we have a challenge um, that all of our Kapshovians for free can go through so that they, we can help them find success we do our nerd out thursdays that again any of our capture can hop on and ask their questions and get help and all the things like just as many things that we can do to help our capture capture succeed we are so passionate about that so it was one thing and the second thing was because we are just you can, you can probably tell from like our per, definitely my personality being here and stuff like we're we're kind of like hopefully fun, energetic people. And we were like, we want to be able to therefore, like we want to bottle that up. And how do we use that to delight our Capturians? Mm -hmm. So we want our Capturians to to succeed. And then we want them to be delighted in the process because there is no better feeling than that. Imagine being able to find success, but just having fun along the way of doing that. Um, And so when we were like really honed in on, that is our vision. We just went all in on, okay, how do we delight our Capchovians. and our one year birthday was coming up and we we're like you know what we could make this about us and the fact that we turned one but how do we make it about them how do we make it about mm. you how do we make it about our Capchovians? and that is how it all kind of snowballed from there and you know the mail outs are cool we're gonna hopefully do more of them we have heaves of things planned and coming we made some really we made a really funny welcome video that we're going to be sending out soon um it's just yeah it's been a lot of fun um to you just go all in on this.
1: I love that. Okay. that That's exactly the right posture to take. And friends, you can take this in your podcast as well with your audience. How do you make it about them? Not about you. I know it's tempting when you're sharing on social media and whatever to ask the questions about your show and, and all that, but make it about what your audience thinks about, about what you're talking about, about your subject, about your guests, about whatever, it's, you're going to see so much more traction. That's how it works. That's good. Not only service, but it's also just great marketing, right? Cause you're, you're drawing people in. Love it. Love it. Love it. Deirdre. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here to share some of this with us. Very helpful. I think a thoughtful conversation and, and I'm grateful that you were here. People can find, if they want to sign up the capshow.com and they can get that there. And then, um, I think we'll have a link or something for them as well. Is that right?
0: Yes. So um, for for the to get in on the audio mini course, um, go to freegift.capshow.com. Um, so freegift Um, And then anyone in Eric's community, yeah, we'll have another link that, Eric that you can share with them um, so that they can um, get a, a bonus surprise as well.
1: Perfect. That will be great. Uh, Did thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for having me.